Hey Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she is a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, I am really jealous right now because I know you are packing. Uh, when this show goes live, you're going to be at Walt Disney World getting to experience the rise of the resistance without me. Yeah, that well, when it goes live, I will be watching Neil Patrick Harris talk about it. Okay, and then the following day, you'll be enjoying Rise of the Resistance. Anyway, you're going without me. Uh, should be a lot of fun, though. So definitely to all of our listeners, be looking on social media for all the pictures, the good ones mm-hmm. and the bad ones that Doug takes. A lot of, a lot of bad ones. Is th- This week, I got tagged. Somebody posted a blurry, fuzzy picture, and then somebody retweeted it with a quote that, this looks like something Doug would post. I love it. Keep that up. Bad Disney pictures are all Doug. Jeez, I'm getting harassed every which way now. Well, hopefully you can take some good pictures of Rise of the Resistance. And then Doug is going to try and record a bonus episode to come out as well this week. So hopefully tomorrow or the next day where you are down there doing it live, hopefully getting some guests on and just talking about the overall attraction. Yeah, I'll kind of chronicle my day, kind of like, you know, Stardate. Yeah, people are already lining up right now. That's a Star Trek reference. I won't do that. Yeah, don't do that. No, but yeah, lining up now, maybe. I don't know. I'll get a tent. We'll see what Disney tells me to do. Well, the next time I know we will be going to Disney together is June 4th through the 7th, and we're inviting all of our listeners to our Rope Drop Radio trip. This is our third trip together, Doug. We've met up with uh, listeners and Patreons and stuff like that, but let's get some more going for this one. Yes, the the more the merrier. We'll plan some uh, fun and shenanigans. I think you're trying to make an ADR of like uh, 10 for one of the days while we're down there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, we may be staying in a tent. We don't know. So we'll see. We will there. All we do know is we will be down June 4th through 7th. So if you want to join us, hit up Michelle McKnight. Her email is in the show notes and she can at least get you a better accommodations than what we're probably staying in. Yeah. She likes her clients more than she likes her uh, podcast that she sponsors. Gonna be honest. Yeah, it happens. All right. Well, uh, also, no new Patreons this week, but thank you to our current Patreons who are supporting the show. We Absolutely. have a couple of really good bonus episodes, including my daughter was on last week, mm-hmm. so hopefully you enjoyed that one with her trip report. It's uh, her birthday trip it was. she talked about. She talked about turning eight at Walt Disney World. And uh, Doug, let's jump into Apple Podcasts. All right. Apple Podcast Reviews. This one is titled Great Disney Energy and Knowledge, and it's by Sock one two three four so i can pronounce that good job um i know a sock but I'm, I'm guessing they're like a boston red sox fan i don't know why would you sock if you're not maybe a white Sox fan i'm sure i offended them no matter what now because i said both teams anyway on to the review derek and doug do a great job delivering disney advice stories and energy in diverse and unique episodes they should revisit their favorite rides and restaurants by parks 
though. That would be fun. That's a good that's, idea. It's a good review and a good idea. So I like that idea for I, an episode. So how about this? We have a couple guests on from another podcast, and we talk about our favorite attractions, just like mentioned by Sock1234. It's a great idea. Who are our guests this week, Doug? All right. So because of that, we went and uh, we found the folks over at the Disney Decipher podcast. We have Leslie Harvey and Joe Chung here to decipher Disney with us and talk about our favorite attractions. How are you doing, guys? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. All right. So we're going to start out here. Why don't you give the Rope Droppers a little bit of background on you guys? How did you start your podcast and how did you get into the whole Disney community? Well, Joe and I have known each other for a long time, actually from the frequent flyer mile travel hacking community. And we were two of the very few people who were Disney aficionados in that group. So Joe bugged me for a really long time. Like, I really want to start a podcast. He's been podcasting, travel hacking for a long time on the Saber Offsea observation deck. And finally, I, like, found two minutes in my schedule to, like, add this to my <laughs> plans. And the rest is history. We're almost at two years now with Disney Deciphered. Yeah, I never let her go after those two minutes. Leslie, do you remember where we first met, like, in person? Ooh, we met at the Family Travel for Real Life conference in Charlotte. Yeah, but our first like face-to-face meeting was at Brown Derby. Nice. No, so were, was it really? Yeah. Were you doing Disney Deciphered before or after you met? Long after, maybe a couple of years. So oh, yeah, okay. I mean, Leslie pretty much hit the nail on the head. You know, I, you know, I, I'm sure you guys know. Like, you kind of want to have an outlet to talk about the things mm-hmm. you love, and you know, we really. Uh, both love Disney, and but I needed someone good to uh, talk to about that, and Leslie was that person. And, you know, we also thought, you know, a lot of Disney podcasts um, have been around for a long time, so they kind of have moved on from the basics, and we wanted to kind of create a resource for people who, you know, maybe are not as into the Disney um, bubble, I guess, or di- into, as into Disney planning as we are. So, you know, that's where we came up with the idea for Disney Deciphered, and, you know, we've been having a blast. Yeah, it's an excellent show. Definitely go check it out. And you guys also have some blogs to go along with it, right? That you personally write? Yes, both of us have been bloggers for much longer than we've been podcasters. I write a family travel site called Trips with Tykes that does all sorts of family travel, including plenty of Disney, of course. Uh, Disneyland is my home park, so to speak. I'm in Northern California. so But, I, of course, I do both coasts and every other international park as much as I can as well. But, uh, Joe, I'll let you share your blog history. Yeah, so I write at asjoeflies.com, and it's uh, you know more about family travel and uh, travel hacking. I am not as prolific as Leslie. The hilarious thing is uh, we started around the same time, and Let's just say that one of us is wildly successful and one of us is still doing this as a hobby. And uh, yeah, I'll let you get, guess which one is which. I don't know from that description. I never know, Derek. <laughs> well, it's definitely not us. No, it's our blog is not really a blog. It's uh, once every two months, Derek has annoyed me enough that I finally post something. There you go. Go check that out. That's the same as me, yeah. I'll go ahead and put all the blogs in the show notes, so definitely listeners take a minute and check them out. Not now, after the show, because we have a fun little game that we're going to play. Doug, how is this going to go? All right, so just like our iTunes review talked about, let's talk about our favorite attractions. So we're each going to share our top three attractions from each park, and we'll, we'll start with, like, 
number three and then number two and then number one. We'll work our way around. We'll start with Leslie because ladies go first and then Joe because he's a guest, then Derek and then me because I, unlike everybody else, did not write mine down and I just kind of have to make it up as I go. So that's why I'll go last. But we will start in the Animal Kingdom because it is the uh, newest park. We'll work from newest park to oldest park. And, of course, this is Disney World, not Disneyland or California Adventure or Disneyland Paris or Tokyo. Sorry. We're going to just keep it on the East Coast tonight. So, Leslie, you get to start us out. What is your third favorite attraction in all of Animal Kingdom? All right. Well, I'm going to dive right in with a really controversial pick. I'm going to say Excellent. Navi River Journey makes number Ooh, three on my what? list. What? That's, That's, are you yes. serious? Have you, have you been to Animal Kingdom? Have you only been on three attractions? <laughs> yeah, well, there's really I really only do three attractions. Is Joe Brody in the room? Yeah, where's Joe Brody? Link if you're in trouble. <laughs> no, okay. I just, the audio animatronic is just so amazing. I mean, that's just, it's groundbreaking and, and the ride's fine, but uh, just seeing that visual does it for me. All right, there there we have it. That's a way to start. Yeah, that's, <laughs> wow. All right, Joe? Uh, I'm still recovering from this. Uh, yeah. You learned something new about your own me. podcast partner. I know. I just, I, I'm, you might have created some real discord uh, in our uh, relationship. So, you know, thanks for that, guys. Uh, yeah, so I'll start with uh, my third favorite attraction at Animal Kingdom is Festival of the Lion King. Uh, you know, I just think it's a great show. It's kind of, an example of all the best of Disney entertainment. And I just uh, really love that show. You know, I love the energy, um, obviously the dancing and the vibe. And of course the music of the Lion King, you can't beat that. And it's also a great attraction because, you know, it's one of those attractions where it's really hard to not get into it. So it's not like you're going to be waiting forever. So festival of the Lion King would be my uh, pick for number three at animal kingdom. I'm, I'm glad you said that. That was like my hinder number four, three. So I'm glad you put it there. Uh, so that got some love. Uh, I'm going to go with the safari, which is right by the Lion King, uh, mm -hmm. mostly because my kids and I love it, seeing all the animals. We like to rope drop it, so they're all really active at 9 a.m., and uh, it's just been a really good one and even more fun now as I've become a parent. I like the safari. I can I can agree. I concur. Yeah, I, I actually, like, uh, I, I, like, try to not have the safari on my list, uh, you know. You had so. to work at it, though. I did work at it a little bit, but, you know, I felt like I feel like the safari, you know, you cannot go to the animal. King, you cannot go to Animal Kingdom without riding the safari. It's just kind of like a travesty to do that. Correct. Correct. All right. Well, my number three, it's also a little controversial. So hear me out here is Triceratops Spin. Oh, wow. my gosh. Yeah. Is right? Kent so listening? are you Kent's, people? Kent is listening so, right now. I, maybe it's a little bit since Kent hates it so much, I've started to love it. But no, so I mean, my motion sickness keeps me off of Everest for sure, right? So I, Everest isn't on my list. So the, the Dinorama area, Dinosaur Land, whatever you want to call it, is one of the best themed lands in all of Walt Disney World. And I know everybody does not wow. like that. But you look at the details, and if you go to the area of the country it's supposed to be modeled after, it's hilarious. Because I've been to places in South Dakota and Utah that are essentially like that. It's just bizarre that they chose it and put it in there. But when they chose it, they did it really, really well. Like You can see the old faded parking lines on the asphalt. Like They didn't need to paint that, but they did. I, Okay, I know it's it's a out there thought, but I that's how I feel. 
it's, I it's think, a, damned. Go ahead, Leslie. I think that pick is more controversial than mine. Yeah, yeah I have to agree. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna it is, it is. But you get to take in the whole environment of the land and see a lot of little details from up above. And I can't go on primeval whirl or I would hurl. So and like it's fun. You can do it as a family. The kids get to go on it. A lot of attractions at Animal Kingdom, little kids can't do. Kind of like Navi River Journey. The little kids can do it. Same thing with Triceratops Spin. Little kids can do it. The whole family can enjoy. All right. So if uh, if you like Dino Land that much, I'm curious, you know, I think they've been like adding more characters, like Donald's hanging out there and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you feel like that's taking away from it or, you know, you're down yeah. with those additions? I'm totally fine with that because in the, the spirit of that theming, is the the guy the proprietor would do anything he can to make a buck that is essentially it he has this discovery on his property he's going to turn his parking lot into a carnival and charge money that's his thing and if he can add one more thing to draw and charge money for that's kind of the theme is making a cheap quick buck off a tourist trap and putting a chipmunk in a dinosaur costume couldn't be any more of a tourist trap idea and then putting Santa stuff on top of that. You've really thought this through. I just, I have a lot of time on my hands in Animal Kingdom because there's so many things I can't go on. Okay. All right. We now can, we can go on number two now. Wow. That's... It only gets better from here. Leslie? All right. My number two is definitely Expedition Everest. I love a good coaster. Um, and spoiler alert, you know, I love one that goes backwards. So that one is one when I when I'm at Animal Kingdom solo, I will ride it like over and over and over again. Thank you, single single rider line or rope drop. Um, it's great. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna have many arguments in number two or one. No. No, that's pretty solid. Yeah. All right, Joe, what's your number two? All right, so my number two, I don't know. I feel like we're like doing a fantasy draft or something and a bit. I, got, I can't can't leave these things on the board long too long so my number two is a uh, flight of passage um you know I, I'm, I'm guessing it's at least one of your number ones um maybe not yours doug but um you know i think yeah. it's uh it's just kind of an example of disney taking their thrill attractions to the next level uh, and i love it every time i ride it and cannot wait until my kids are old enough to do it um they're Tall enough, but they're too chicken to do it right now. Mm, that's a horrible age, isn't it? Tall enough, but too chicken. It's yeah, I think fun. they might be. They might be like this till they're fourteen, though. So we'll see. Oh, well, well good luck with that. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Everest as well. It's a great attraction. Love it. Wish Doug would do it with me someday. I'm going to drag you on no. it, kicking nope. and screaming with Kent. We've already decided. Uh, but Kent now it's probably more... physically could drag me on it though. It's, it's true. And now it's more fun because my six-year-old son went on it, and it might be the best ride photo I've ever had with his eyeballs popping out of the sockets. And, and I was like, how was he? He goes, that was awesome. And I'm like, really? You were screaming pretty <laughs> loud. But, uh, yeah, Everest is definitely my number two. All right. No, no arguments here. Um, I'm going to go with the Safari. Love it. I agree. It's not really a day at the Animal Kingdom unless you do it. However, my family has gone in, gone on Everest, and left. I, I stayed at the hotel and took a nap. But uh, the safari, um, I don't like doing the safari in the evening because like some of the animals are like already punched their time card and lining up to go backstage, which is hilarious in another level. You know, you can just imagine the whole tower of giraffes having conversations about their day at work 
you know, what they're going to do when they get home to relax. I don't know. That's what goes through my crazy head. But Safari, number two for me. All right. Are we ready for our number one? Number one. All right, Leslie. All right. I think I'm going to have the same answer as everybody. It's Flight of Passage for sure. I mean, that ride is revolutionary. I I had a, a gap in my Disney going history right after um, uh, the land opened, uh, Pandora opened and did not get to ride it for like almost a year. Wow. Um, so I was very late to it and Joe was like teasing me and um, I finally got to go on it and luckily got to go on it like four times in a single trip and blows my mind still every time. He may have been teasing you, but it was just his number two. So I am really curious. Yeah, to what's hear Joe's what number I know. one? All right. So, you know, I a little bit of background. I'm like kind of have it on the mind because I've been watching the Imagineering story on Disney Plus, which Great. is love it's just it's just amazing. Like I, I kind of want to guess now. Discovery Boats. <laughs> oh, no. no. OK, carry on. Um, so, you know, that show has been blowing me away. And when they kind of went over Joe Rody's idea for the Tree of Life and they were talking about the Tree of Life and you know, it made me think about Tree of Life Awakenings, which I'm not sure if it's cheating, but to me, it's like an attraction because mm-hmm. when Tree yeah. of Life Awakenings is going on at night, when you're trying to walk out, trying to get back to your hotel, trying to get the kids to go to bed, that's the kind of thing that you just stop and you just stand there mm-hmm. and watch it for like 20, 30 minutes. And it's really kind of the best of what Disney Imagineering has to offer. Um, you know, the stories that that tree tells through the animations, um, you know, and then you see it later during the day and you're like, oh, you can you kind of can imagine like, you know, when it animates, you're like that helps you to see the animals that are carved into the tree during the day. It's just such a work of art, engineering, architecture, uh, amazing. And so, you know, that's my number one attraction, at Animal Kingdom, because to me, that tree is Animal Kingdom. Ooh, that's, nice. That is a good answer. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it is. All right, Derek, now you have to follow that up. Yeah, I'm going flight of passage. Out. Okay. Because it's an amazing yeah. attraction. Done. There you go. Yep. I'm even going with Flight of Passage. It's one of the few things I'm willing to medicate myself to ride. Like it's, I was gonna, it's worth it. I was going to say, my buddy who does not uh, go on any thrill rides, even he's down with Flight of Passage. So that's how great the attraction is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll take side effects for 12 hours of dry mouth and all that and just to ride that. Not every trip. Not every day of the trip. But maybe once a trip. I don't know. All right. So that is Animal Kingdom. And then real quick, let's go through and say what our least favorite attraction is just for fun here. I'll rifle through these. Leslie? Um, Everything in Dinoland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Everything. Even Dinosaur? You don't like going back in time or anything, huh? No. <laughs> Wait, can you even ride Dinosaur, Doug? Actually, I can without any... I've done it with you, yeah. It's crazy. I don't know how I can ride it because I can't do Indiana Jones. It's all in your head, cough. Oh, man. Yeah, okay, Derek. But yeah, you'd think I'd be able to do Indiana Jones since I can do Dinosaur. I don't know how because you're in the pitch black moving around. It's a recipe for disaster, but I can do it. I almost had it on my list, but I went Triceratops Spin just because that would be uh, better radio. No, not really. I actually like seeing the land better than sitting in the dark getting scared by dinosaurs. I nice. do like the ride photo on Dinosaur, though. That's usually really good. because other... It's probably my best ride photo ever. They're, yeah. They're all just... I did not know about what was going to oh. happen, and it was pretty. It was a pretty genuine reaction. Um, nice. My least favorite is uh, It's Tough to Be a Bug. Never going to go on that again for the rest of my life. I'm traumatized. 
will never traumatize my children. If they want to go on it by themselves when they're old enough to wander the parks by themselves, they're welcome to do that. <laughs> uh, mine is Primeval okay. World, which my back still hurts from the last time I went on it. And that was a couple of years ago. My, mine is easily the wildlife safari train. We did that with two toddlers and it was 105 degrees or something. And we got there and then there's nothing open. And I've been mad at it ever since. We rode the train back. It was awful. Worst 60 minutes of my life, possibly. Maybe not life of that day, for sure. All right. Now let's move on to Hollywood Studios, or as I wish we called it, uh, the XL Park. But that didn't catch on and they didn't go with it. Anyway, Hollywood Studios number three. Leslie? All right. This is not as controversial. I'm going to go with Toy Story Mania. I love a good competitive ride. Love beating Joe every chance we get to ride it together. Um, yeah, definitely always win. But yeah, it's just a good classic ride. I mean, you know, it's on both coasts. I get to ride it all the time at Disneyland, too, but never get sick of it. Yeah, Toy Story Mania is mine as well. Um, and unfortunately, I wish I could say I've ever beaten Leslie. But there was this one time I thought I, I thought I had her. Um, and I was so proud of my score, and I looked, and she had killed me. It's just never even close. <laughs> oh, someday, someday, someday. I never beat Doug. I beat Doug you, one time. You beat me once because you, you got in my head. There it was happens. a lot going on in line about we need to do this. We need to try this gimmick. We All, all <sighs> it takes any given Sunday, Doug. Just got to beat you it, one time. You that's all that matters. You tricked me into trying other stuff, and I did not beat you and i still hear about it clearly two years later it's not my third favorite though my third favorite is star tours so love that attraction now that my kids can be on that i'm a star wars fanatic uh still love riding it even when i was a kid up to now amazing attraction hey if you guys had to predict you think five years star tours is still around yes yeah i mean look at the speed at which they've closed some other things like stitch that should have been closed a decade ago I mean, it's going to eat up people, and people are going to ride it. So, especially if they keep updating the uh, the film with new movies or TV shows, absolutely. Yeah, my money'd be on that as well. Yeah. for it to still be around. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's so. I think it's still worth uh still worth a ride for sure. Every time. Absolutely, except not for me because I can't. Anywho, I'm going to go with Tower of Terror because I can do straight up and down, and uh, it's fun. And I've drugged my kids on kind of like Joe, you were mentioning your kids are tall enough, but not brave enough. I had some of those in line. They cried a whole bunch and I forced them onto tower of terror. And of course, then they loved it and wanted to go again after spending 20 minutes crying in a boiler room. But Hey, that's what good parents do. That is parents of the year right there. I got to do that. I, yeah. I got to, I, you're right. You just got to have the right people around you. The first time I did it, the people around me looked at me like, oh my gosh, what a horrible parent. And the second time, somehow I got in the middle of a family reunion and they all kept talking to my kids about how great it was. Like after the ride, they were talking to them. So it, it was better with in the middle of somebody else's family reunion. Now my own family reunion, that would have been awful, but somebody else's family reunion, that's much better. So, all right, Leslie, what's number two? Ooh, number two for me is a new one, Slinky Dog Dash. It's a solid coaster. My uh, scaredy cat, younger child, still won't go on it, though. Um, I have the same challenge Joe does, but tall enough to ride, but not yet ready to ride. But uh, hopefully next trip, we'll we'll get him around over that hump. But yeah, it's just an excellent coaster. It's fun. You know, you scream like a little kid. Uh, cute ride photo, all that good stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. How old are your kids? My kids are 10 and six. And my 10 year old was like complete daredevil, did everything as soon as she was like a millimeter over the height minimum. And my son, complete opposite. Gotcha. Mine are uh, about to be seven and then four and two. Oh. And they're all chickens. Actually, the two-year-old might be a daredevil, but she's not tall enough. <laughs> My two-year-old just ripped off all the ornaments off the tree today. So two-year-olds, yay. I don't yeah. miss that at all. Not yeah. at all. No, I don't miss it. I don't I, know about you, Derek, but the third two-year-old seems to be the worst two-year-old. Oh, it, by far and away. My wife's listening to this right now, shaking her head. Absolutely. Yeah, we're done. Just, three three just, and done. Just brutal. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, yeah, so my second attraction is Tower of Terror. Uh, just love the theming. It's one of the few queues that like I wouldn't mind going through. Like it's like when I, t- I mean, obviously I always like fast pass it or I'm rope dropping it like you guys. So I'm not in queue for that long. But that's just one of those queues where you're walking through. There's so much detail and it runs all the way through the boiler room where your kids are crying, Doug. Yep, absolutely. Um, all the way to the attraction itself. It's uh, just so well done. You know, I'm glad. I hope that it stays this way on the East Coast. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy that it's Guardians on the West because I hear that one's really awesome as well. But I think having both and the option for both is, uh, you know, the way to go. And I hope Disney keeps it that way. I do, too. I hope we keep some attractions separate like that. I kind of like that they've changed it. I know Derek was really sad when they changed the West Coast version. Yeah, I did it right before they closed it out, though. So I'm glad I still haven't done Guardians yet. Guardians is awesome. I've done it about tw- about twenty times, thirty times, and it's uh, I mean, it's just it is nice to have the that differentiation between the parks. And honestly, the Walt Disney version was superior with the mm-hmm. the ride system where it went out, yep. you know, Ford, and and uh, so it was it was smart to change the Disneyland one because it was the inferior version. Yeah, my wife wouldn't let me ride it when we were out there last time because she said it would make me sick, and I'm still mad at her. But she she's in charge. I'll do it I don't with get you, to Doug. Choose. You and I. When are we going to Disneyland? I don't know. We'll figure that out later. June. Okay. okay, We're in Walt Disney June 4th through 7th. I guess we hit up a flight June 9th. There we go. Maybe. Yeah. Why not? Why not do both coasts? Their wives won't care one bit. Oh, I'm sure they won't. All right. My number two, I'm going to agree with Leslie, and that is Slinky Dog. Uh, I think it's just a very smooth coaster. It doesn't jolt you around a lot. It's my kids love it. After the first incident, if you haven't listened to the show where they did freak out on there. But uh, I love it. Uh, It's just an all-around great attraction. Unless you whip your head around really fast when uh, Star Wars was being built. Because you want to see how the progress was going. That was deadly. But now that Star Wars is done, you don't have to do that anymore. And it's an even better attraction. So Slinky Dog. It's a good choice. Good choice. Well, I don't really like riding slinky dog i can but just barely and then i'm miserable for like a half hour so i'm gonna it's you're not that, in my you're the three. rubbernecker though you i've seen yeah, you I, I i haven't i've done it when i haven't and i still get nauseous from slinky dog i don't know why i feel like a really big wimp when that happens because it's like made for kids it's not a full grown-up coaster and it's really sad anywho um my number two is what I often say is my favorite attraction. So my one and two can flip-flop depending on who I'm going to ride my number one with. So my number two is Toy Story Midway Mania. It's typically my number one attraction all of Walt Disney World, but I'll get a caveat with my number one in a little bit. So Toy Story Midway Mania, I mean, anytime you can outscore people and it's a contest, it makes everything better. 
and that's exactly what they do. And I'm kind of disappointed we haven't seen a Toy Story 4 update added. I, I feel like they've just kind of neglected that, but uh, we'll see. Maybe when Toy Story 5 comes out, they'll do an update. Cool. All right. So number ones now. Leslie? All right. It's definitely rock and roller coaster for me. I think we've established that I love a good thrill ride. And uh, Disney doesn't have a ton of attractions that send me, um, you know, that get really give you the great thrills. And of course, you get the loop and rock and roller coaster. We did take my daredevil daughter on that when she was tall enough. I think she was about six, six and a half for the first time. And again, got such a great, great, you know, eyeballs popping out photo um thanks to the photo pass on the ride and yeah just just a great great attraction and i do love that they have single rider as well because that's a great way to to hack the lines yeah single riders that's good that's a good choice joe yeah so rocking roller coaster was i was it was almost made my list but uh it was uh came in the number four slot my number one is slinky dog dash I think uh, maybe five years ago it would have been Rock and Roller Coaster, but now I'm old, and so I just like <laughs> roller coasters designed for children. Um, and like you were saying, Derek, the ride is really smooth. And I was curious, actually, you know, whether it would get less smooth over time because you know physics, mm-hmm. friction, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, I was just on it, uh, and it still feels great. So you know, um, I I think it's going to stay that way. And in terms of the whole rubbernecking and stuff like that, I love the views from that roller coaster. So I can see why one would rubberneck, you know, especially at night, you can see the tower of terror just oh, yeah. in the distance. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's just a great ride. And, you know, I know people, some people get upset about like sight lines and things like that and being immersed. But for me, you know, I like being up there and getting to see the whole park. So, um, slinky dog dash number one for me. Nice. Very nice. Derek. I agree with Leslie rock and roller coaster. I have loved that attraction since the first time I went on it. Still love it single rider all way and it's just it's great and i can't wait for my kids to be tall enough at eight and six they're still not tall enough uh to be able to do that with me all right so um my number one is uh different than nobody else even had it on their list for their top three and that's millennium falcon smugglers run now the caveat here is when i've written it with like just another adult that i know and i'm an engineer is not on my top three just to clarify, not on my top three. When I write it with my children, who are all tweens and teenagers, it's number one by far. Because they spend the whole time screaming at each other about running into stuff, shooting stuff. It it makes the attraction a thousand times better when your kids are piloting. And they're actually old enough to like, like they're good pilots. All three of them did an excellent job. But they just let each other have it for the whole ride. It was hilarious. And I was, we were a family of five, so we would get the, uh, the single rider in there. I think they were almost, like, frightened for the family dynamic. Like, they usually just bolted out of the, out of the cockpit. Like, they weren't sticking around to become our new best friends. But, you know, it was funny. The kids... We're quoting Star Wars stuff, like, don't tell me the odds, you know, after somebody says, the odds of making, you know, they, you know, I got a bad feeling about this. All the, all the classic lines came up in the first time through, and then the second time through, they were more serious, and, and then they were master pirates by the end of our last trip. So, when you ride, when I ride with my kids, it's number one, and probably number one in the whole park, but when I ride with, like, 
So this trip, I'm going down with Michelle and Alex again. Say it's just me and Alex in the pilot seats. We're barely going to bump into anything. The engineers are going to be bored. We're going to get all the coaxiums, even though you shoot out of a highly explosive thing. It's fun, but it's not a number one attraction. But with my kids, oh, it's fantastic. There you go. Can't wait. Yeah. Family five. That'll be good. But they got to be old enough. I don't know that, like, with the ages your guys' kids are, it's probably not quite the thing yet. We got my youngest on it on our last Disneyland trip. So, uh, but I was in a conference at the time. So all four, four of us did not get to go on it at the same time. So hoping next trip we'll get all four. But, you know, those two strangers in the on, in the back seats are going to have to. They'll be I Doug can. and I. We'll come along. <laughs> I won't yell at them at all. From the backseat. I'm a horrible backseat driver on that ride. Horrible. <laughs> pull up, pull up, pull up. Oh, so there you go. There's my number one for Hollywood Studios. Um, least favorite or something you'd absolutely skip, uh, Leslie? It's really hard because there's not that many attractions left in Hollywood Studios other than kind of like the shows. And I'm certainly not going to pick Muppet Vision 3D because I adore the Muppets. But maybe say like Beauty and the Beast show um, just because it's outside. Like if I'm going to be sitting watching like a show, the whole point is for me to get air conditioning. Mm -hmm. So, you know, not giving me that, that, that's the problem. Yeah. All right, Joe? Yeah, I'm skipping uh, Path of the Jedi. Um, You know, I can... I can watch all those movies in full on Disney Plus now, so I'm not going to watch stitched highlights together. That's just, I don't know. They got to do something with that space. That, that's so low on my list in my mind, I forgot it even exists. That, well, the that funny thing about mine Hollywood's, as well. There you go. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing about Hollywood Studios is, like, after the top rides, there's nothing, like, you no. know, everything is, like, okay, but there's nothing, like, actively bad, except for Path of the Jedi. Yep. We're getting the new uh, Mickey Mouse shorts on in repeat, there. though. I can't remember when that starts or if it started. I'm See, this is where I'm a, a lazy podcaster. But uh, that's pretty bad, too. That's that's on the list as well. I Because I can watch that on repeat in the room or on Disney Plus or not at all on YouTube. I mean, there's so I did, my kids can watch it on YouTube. I don't need to do it during my day. There you go. Derek, did you have something different you wanted to... Uh, I'll throw in another thing with it because it's already gone, and I'm glad it's gone. Uh, Disney Junior Puppet Show is gone. Uh, I needed that to go, but I actually do enjoy the new Disney Rave Dance Party, Mickey and the Roadster Racers. So, yeah, not a lot I'd get rid of at the studios. That's just gone mentally to me. I don't even look at it anymore other than to laugh at the people going in. I love it. <laughs> that's Thanks that's a lot. me. That's me. Yep. That, yeah, that's us. Me too. Yeah. Have fun in there, folks. I'm going to have a seizure at that rave. I I did my time. I did my time. All right. We better move along here, and let's get on over to Epcot. Leslie, what's your uh, number three? All right. Number three is not going to surprise Joe. It is Spaceship Earth, narrated by Dame Judi Dench, who is one of my favorites. I had the best one, and I'm really scared, nervous, all of the above uh, for what's going to happen when it gets renovated and changed in this Epcot 2.0 transformation that is taking place. But um, yeah, I like, it's just a mix of like the old throwbacky geeky Epcot of my childhood and uh, the animatronics are decidedly not superior and that's what, what makes it fun. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just a great iconic ride. Excellent choice. Uh, If you could pick a narrator, who would it be? 
Ooh, a new one? Mm-hmm. Other Ooh. than you, of course. I mean, Neil Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris. Harris. And PH. Yes. yes. Yep. All right. He's doing everything these days. Yeah. I'll, I'll let him know that's uh, that's what's happening when I see him at uh, Candlelight Processional. I'm yeah. sure we'll talk afterwards. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, I'll, I'll put in a good word. All right, Joe, what's, uh, what's your number three? So uh, my number three is temporary, but the greatest advertisement I've ever seen in my entire life uh, Walt Disney Imagineering presents the Epcot Experience. Yes. Had to get the full name in there because you know they it's deserve impressive. it for the best ad that I've ever seen in my life. But um, you know, it kind of—I don't know. To me, it's just like it really is an ad. But I can just sit there and like watch that. I, you know, I watched one full showing and then a half showing, and I would have stayed longer. But uh, Leslie wanted to go eat stuff, so we had to leave. Ah. Um, but you know, I—I I, I love it. Um, and, and it gets me excited about the future of Epcot, which I got to say, before I watched that ad, I was not as it, excited. It is fantastic. No argument here, no matter where you put that on the on the list. Um, Derek? I'm going to go with Living with the Land. Really just love that attraction. So peaceful. Uh, I love aeroponic gardening myself. And uh, it's one that I do every time when I'm at Epcot. So you leave your two-year-old off of it for it to be peaceful? Is that how you work that? Actually, no. He he's not bad on it. He'll look okay. at all the stuff uh, for a little bit, or I, you know, we just let him have a road to himself. He'll be fine. <laughs> he won't jump off. No, he's fine. Never, kids. never would happen. Never ever would that happen. All right, at number three, I'm gonna go with uh, test track. It's my number three. I can actually do that for people questioning that. Um, Love to design the car and see if I beat my children. Once again, there's a score assigned. Uh, one little tip, if you're near the front of the design lab, as soon as you're done designing, you can push right on through those doors and avoid that bottleneck that's right after the design lab because that's the second worst bottleneck on yep. property. Just just go on through. Just say, excuse me, and go on through and beat the bottleneck. And people will only give you the death stare for a little bit, but you're ahead of them, so who cares? Uh, test track that's my number three all right leslie all right number two in epcot for me is grand fiesta tour um that is a classic classic boat ride i love the three caballeros and it's air conditioned which is essential in the summertime but you know it's educational too i mean that that's what i feel like it really hits the epcot mission like right right in the bullseye it's educational and entertaining and brings in some of the disney ip with the new you know with the new overlay with the newish overlay i should say three caballero is not so new anymore um i'm really surprised they haven't changed it to coco but that's probably coming right guys someday maybe someday won't be a post Uh, so you really like your animatronics i take it I guess so. Con, yeah, <laughs> so far, you're two for two on that. All right, Joe, what's your number two? Yeah, so I was I wanted one boat ride, and I was debating between Caballeros and uh, Living with the Land, but I chose Living with the Land. It's funny that you say Three Caballeros is uh, educational. I find Living with the Land more educational Agreed. and more nerdy. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's my number two. You know, it's, it's uh, one, it's educational. Two, it's great for all my chicken kids. Um, even though they're like, this thunder is too loud. It's like, come yeah. on, you're like, you're six, it's like, you're, you're seven years old, get over it. Come on. And then, um, uh, but then thirdly, you know, I just, you know, I love that kind of educational mission. I really want to go on that, um, B 
behind the beyond the seeds tour mm-hmm. um, yep. that looks really cool and seems like uh, something I'd be really into. It it is fun. My kids were bored to tears. Oh yeah, not with them. To, not with yeah. them. They got to carry around ladybugs for a while. That was the highlight. And then they tried to feed them cucumbers. And like, we're at Disney. I thought I didn't have to eat vegetables. Like honestly, what nice. my son said. Like I mean, yep. he's right. He's right. He is. He always is. All right, uh, Derek. I'm gonna go a little controversial on this one and turtle talk with Crush. Because I think that show is hilarious, and my kids get picked a lot. I've gotten picked these last couple times to talk to Crush, and so when it's my kids or I, that definitely shoots up to one of my favorite attractions. Is it because you're the only ones in there, or? You know what? There's always people in there. Every time we do, it's never packed to the brim. But uh, I think my kids are just at the perfect age that they laugh, I laugh, they ask Crush, where does he poop, and uh, it's just... It's, it's good. I, I've enjoyed it. I'm sure it wasn't my original number two when we started this, but I decided to move it up into that slot. So there you go. That, that show does depend a lot on the questions that are asked. Yes. So when my kids ask questions, bam, it's a great attraction. There's been times that my kids haven't gotten picked, and it's the worst attraction on property because they leave really upset that they didn't get picked. <laughs> no, my kids love that attraction too. All right, so I suppose it's time for my number two. I'm going with Voices of Liberty. Ooh, good choice. It's my number two. We really enjoy them. It's always a good show. Um, we usually don't go watch the American Adventure afterwards. We just go for the singing. Um, really like the special shows that they do, like on 4th of July. Uh, they're also part of the Candlelight Processional. So Voices of Liberty... Uh, really enjoy it. If you've never seen that show, you're definitely missing out. Yeah, that's definitely a great pick and not an obvious one that I even considered when well, I was making this list. So, see, I, I, I think outside the box a little bit, as everybody knows from Dino Land discussion. All right. So, uh, Leslie, what's your number one in Epcot? All right. I bet some other people are going to have this one as well. And for me, it's Soren. Uh, it's just. You know, great ride. Speaking of of Disney Plus and the Imagineering story, there was a great little a bit about soaring in the most re- recent episode, and and how that was like the only saving grace of Disney California Adventure <laughs> 1.0. <laughs> the, the only good spot. <laughs> yep. The only thing that was innovative and really inspired by Imagineering um, in that entire park. And it was a little strange, like the California version being in Disney World for such a long time. But um, the ride system, I mean, is going to stand the test of time, even even as they change the video. Uh, Just the experience is is so unique and and really feels like you're flying. Yeah, I liked in the Imagineering show uh how they said like you could go to the mall and see a big sun like this like it's at the mall too like the california adventure was really questionable but then when they're talking about the ride system they mentioned that it doesn't actually pitch left and right and of course my kids are all like no they're lying it's like like sure guys the imagineers lying to you that's i'm pretty sure what they do all day long is lie to children yeah <laughs> About that, but so now they're all ready to go on it again and pay attention to if it actually leans left and right. So like they're they're just prepared to ride it with their eyes closed. Joe, yeah, Soren's my number one as well. Um, you know, just not much to add except that is the ride I most love seeing people's reaction the first time they ride it. 
you know, if you haven't been on Soren before and you get the chance to take someone on, um, whether it's a kid, whether it's an adult, especially adults, really, uh, just the way people's minds get blown, um, just love it. Soren was my original number two, and then I switched to Turtle Talk, but it's not going to be my number one. I got to put Test Track as number one. Love it. It's uh, I like designing my car. I like uh, challenging my kids. And it's just, uh, especially this last trip with my son, we did it multiple times. It, it was a lot of fun. So And whenever I get to compete with Doug, definitely mm-hmm. a fun one yeah. as well. So test track all the way. That's a good one. That's yep. a good one. Yep. I'm going to go back to Soren. Um, that's my number one. I love it. And I, I prefer the California version uh, over World. I just... Not sure why. I just do. Glad I got to do that again out in Disneyland the last time I was there. So, yeah, it's a fantastic attraction. And with that third theater, the wait times are lower, so you don't have to have a fast pass. It's a lot more doable, and it's a great experience. So there we go. All right. Something you would not do unless forced to do at Epcot. What's what's on the least favorite list here? Well, the one thing I have never done in Epcot is Mission Space, at least as far as I can remember, because I have vertigo. And so that's going to be the one ride that's going to set it off for me and uh, just have not have not taken that leap of faith yet. I think at some point if I do like the parkeology or the every ride mm-hmm. challenge, then I, that will be the time to do it. I'll just take one on the chin at that point. But uh, I sympathize, I guess, with your uh, uh, motion sickness, Doug. Yeah, you'll have to do the green side. The green side, I, I can do without a problem. The green is so, as my kids say, lame now that they updated it. <laughs> um, that, uh, yeah, it's real easy now. So that's that's a good one. Joe? Um, yeah, mine is probably Pixar Animation Shorts. I've never um, been in there. Um, yeah. I think I would duck in there maybe if it was like pouring or something like that. But, you know, I don't think I'll see anything that I haven't seen before. So... Um, and I guess journey to imagination is a close second, but mostly because I remember the first one when I was a kid and I still pine for that one. Like many Disney fans. Yeah. I'll just jump in that journey to imagination's mine. It needs a redo so bad. Yeah. Like I don't need people farting in my face yes. or whatever happens. On this. <laughs> what? like, good. I got a two year old. Like I don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> That that oh it bugs me every time I'm on it. My kids love to do it too. That's what's even worse. So we do it almost every trip. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna I'm okay passing on Frozen, but it's not really meant for this list. That's just me personally. But yeah, Journey into Imagination is one that I wish we had the original or an updated version of the original, something to that effect. Agreed. That that would be very nice. Uh, I would have in past shows said Ellen's Energy Adventure, but they took care of that, you know. So they they are making progress. Maybe someday we'll get like a inside out overlay uh, imagination. It'll be fantastic. Be little balls rolling all over the place with core memories to be made. All right, let's move on to the Magic Kingdom. And what are our top three, Leslie? You get to start us out. 
All right, number three for me, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Got to have a good coaster. It's so smooth. It's so well-themed. You know, it is a little annoying in terms of trying to get the fast pass for it um, and just dealing with the line. Like, this many years later, could, like, the line be a little bit shorter? <laughs> but, you know, nope. I guess everybody, nope, it's a good ride. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely a great addition to the park and, and uh, one that I always make time to ride, even though my six-year-old won't ride it yet. Oh man, that's well, rough. missing out. Yeah, totally. Maybe just trick them into going on. Like, say, no, this is the line for the Snow White meet and greet. <laughs> no, too smart, uh, too smart. He kept a list last trip. He was like, "This was the sixth ride that I did not want to ride." <laughs> so kids are oh. weird. I'm going yep. Yep. <laughs> organized and yeah. All right, Joe. <laughs> uh, my number three is probably Haunted Mansion. Um, you know, for Magic Kingdom, I was thinking a lot of the ones that like I really can't wait for my kids to be ready to ride and Haunted Mansion is up there so uh, Haunted Mansion is my number three just a great classic ride and uh, really love it awesome all right my number three is Buzz Lightyear only because Doug taught me how to become Galactic Hero and now it's like I do it until I become Galactic Hero it's uh it's now an addiction more than something that I enjoy so, uh, but I love that attraction and we've rope dropped it. I don't even know how many times now in my times at Magic Kingdom. So Buzz Lightyear, got to get 99999. Mm-hmm. It that, is an addiction. That That's such a controversial pick to me because the ride is so superior at Disneyland because they're, they have the different shaped targets at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've done Disneyland multiple times. Yep. I can't believe it. So that's really hard. Part of the challenge is not being able to move your gun. Yes. That's true. Yeah. See, yeah. <laughs> Someday we'll get the double perfect score, one on with each gun as we have our own vehicle to ourselves. We haven't, we have not done that. I have not, not doubled up. So I was debating between two uh, Tomorrowland attractions. Buzz, I think, is probably number four because it is an addiction. And once you get there, you have to keep getting it and then spreading the gospel that is Galactic Hero which we we have a show explaining how to do it. There's no excuses for anyone. Other than your gun doesn't work sometimes, you just go back on it. Anywho, so I'm going to go right next door to my controversial pick of Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. So I heard you guys talking about this, that you guys hadn't done this until just this recent trip you were on, right? Like, neither of you? Neither yes. of us had. We got, a lot of, have, we got a lot of hate mail about that. Yep. And really you have did. children. It's... It is hilarious. It, once again, kind of like Turtle Talk, same technology at play here. It does depend a little bit on the people in it. I, I still have yet to be that guy. I don't know. They picked on my wife once, and it was hilarious. She was you know, using telepathetic powers, and she, like, whispered her number back. So, you know, the dude got it wrong and then eventually, like, screamed it from backstage, like, five minutes later. Like, that was hilarious, because I didn't know a monster could just pop. We'd never seen that again since or before, but that happened. So we've been making fun of that for five years now. Um, and it's really fun on a Halloween party night when people are in costume, because they make fun of the costume. So going to throw that out there as a little bonus tip to go, like, at 4.30 or 5 before your Halloween party. It's hilarious. There you go. There's my number three. All right, Leslie. Or okay. Last minute about my pick again. Uh, it's a great no. pick. I agree. I love Monsters Inc. 
No, I mean, I, you know, now that I've done it, it it's not, not in my top three, but it's not my worst attraction either. So, okay. Fair okay. It is my worst attraction <laughs> because they picked on me and I'm not here for that. You're not here to get picked on. All the strangers now laugh at you. Yes, I, I left and everyone was pointing and laughing at me. I just never recovered. <laughs> Including me. So, all right. Well, my number two attraction, Magic Kingdom, is Peter Pan. Love all the old school Disney attractions. And the it's just a longer ride than the original at Disneyland, which improves upon it. The queue. Um, yeah, it just gives me nostalgia of about old school Disney. So it's worth it. And you get to fly. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it better than all the other dark rides. You fly. Yeah. All right. That's a great ride. Yep. Joe? Uh, Mine is Splash Mountain. Um, You know, I just, I've always, like, loved log flume type rides since I was a kid, since I grew up going to Six Flags in New Jersey and stuff like that. Um, But Splash Mountain really takes it to the next level. Um, You know, I, you, it has a story. It has great animatronics. Um, It's, the music is great. You know, I love the music. Um, and I like that, uh, you know, it's another one of those rides where it's great to take someone for the first time because they keep thinking it's going to be the big drop. And, mm-hmm. you know, they just keep getting nervous about it until, you know, the actual big drop happens. So Splash Mountain, number two for me. Excellent choice. Excellent choice, Derek. Mine is uh, Big Thunder, especially doing it at night. So really great attraction. And I've taken two of my kids on it a few times. It's one of their favorite attractions. All three of us can small enough to fit in one little uh, uh, bay, I guess you could say. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. And I, I love it. It's a smoother roller coaster. And uh, at night, it's just, it looks so much cooler. And seeing the castle light up, it, I love it. My family loves it. You don't. It's, no, I do not. I do not. I have a feeling I don't love your number one either. No, you don't. No. <laughs> so, but yeah. So um, I, I think Joe's pick was so good at number two that I have the same one of Splash Mountain. All the things he said, um, like the person going on it for the first time, we took our babysitter, and our kids were obnoxious. Every every drop, this is it. Are you ready? Then she was getting like worked up every time. Like she's twenty years old and getting worked up about you know every drop. And I'm like this this ride's ten minutes long. This it was a long ride for her. I felt I felt for her heart. It had a, it's a good thing she was twenty. Because it would have killed me, potentially. So I, I do love Splash Mountain, like the music and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just can't deal with it being wet and having wet socks for like the rest of the trip. And just like the chance that you get, the, you're the person who's completely soaked. That that always just gives me anxiety. So it kind of wrecks the ride for me. Uh, are you a poncho person then? No, see, I don't okay, want to like go good. that way. It's like good. I just take my chances, and then sometimes I just completely strike out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Leslie, what is your number one at the Magic Kingdom? Number one is Jungle Cruise. And there's a little bit of a backstory about this for me. My, my husband has a very dry wit and has always appreciated the Jungle Cruise corny humor and has, has maintained for the 20 years that I've known him that when he retires from his current career as a lawyer, he is going to be a Jungle Cruise skipper. So we have enjoyed the jokes over the years and the version of Disney World is great. It's like more longer and more themed than the Disneyland version. So I just, I love that corny humor. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's never too bad of a line most of the time. Especially at Disney World. Disney World's la- line is the one that like 
I swear, never ends. Every time you go around a bend or a corner, you're like, weren't we here already? And <laughs> like, th- that might be the worst queue I've ever stood in in my life. Fun it's fact, guys. For- uh, Leslie's married to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh there you go. Wow. That's, yeah, he is a skipper. All right. <laughs> All right, Joe. What's your number one? Uh, my number one is, uh, you know, I I asked my kids before, um, you know, I got on with you guys. I was like, what's your favorite ride? And my son reminded me and he was like, my favorite ride's your favorite ride. And and it is Tomorrowland Transit Authority's People Mover. Uh, you know, my son, I loved that ride when I was a kid. And then now my four-year-old son, you know, he loves that ride as a kid. So I'm uh, riding that not only do I like love you know, the view of Tomorrowland and just uh, relaxing on that ride, going through Space Mountain, all that stuff. But now that I can enjoy it with my son, my daughter, too, who likes it, but she doesn't love it as much as my son does. You know, he's into trains. He's very stereotypical. Um, so, you know, that's my number one. And Doug awesome. is wearing I'm a wearing, uh, People Mover I, T-shirt right now. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. I had to, it, it's up there on the list for me. It didn't quite crack it this time around, but in a different mood, a different day. My son used to like put his hands up like he was on a roller coaster when it would take off. I'm like, oh, that's like, great. You know, I should teach like, him to do that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like when he was four, he'd sit there, ah! Like, it was pretty hilarious. Now he won't do it for a picture because his mother always wants a picture of him doing it to put the two side by side, and he refuses because he's a 12-year-old, and 12-year-olds stink. <laughs> Kids are weird. Literally? Is it literal? Um, yeah, he just got back from basketball practice a little while ago. So yes, literally stinks. My number one is Space Mountain, not just Space Mountain, but if you ever get a chance to ride with Doug McKnight on Space Mountain, uh, we actually even did a live episode from Space Mountain, uh, where we recorded us on there together. And it's just, I've always loved that attraction because I love space. I love Star Wars, Star Trek. But then when I got to enjoy it with Doug for the first time, I have not laughed that hard. Just hearing Doug, and I just, I was cracking up so hard that uh, I don't know if I've ever had that much fun on an attraction living through your misery, Doug. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we uh-huh. recorded it, uh, what, about a year, a little over a year ago? Uh, yeah, good times. January, a year ago, January. So, yeah, Space yeah. Mountain, double points if you go with Doug McNabb. Uh, I only went on it because of a Twitter poll. Oh, I don't yeah. know why doing things Twitter tells me to do. I, I decorate my cruise doors based off of Twitter polls. I've gone on Space Mountain because of Twitter. I need to quit asking Twitter questions. That's the real moral of the story because so Space Mountain at Disney World is one of those attractions that if it was like 15 seconds longer, there'd be a protein spill, but it's not 15 seconds longer. So it's like just gets me to that brink. Oh, so, yep, there's that. I knew you were going to say that, but I didn't realize you even throw in the caveat. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, June 4th, 5th, 6th, somewhere in there we will do that attraction again. So we invite everyone to come out. And take turns riding Space Mountain with Doug. Maybe I ask Facebook whether we should do it or not. They might be nicer. No, they're not. Uh, I guarantee you that's not the case. Yep. <sighs> fine, fine. We'll, we'll ask anyway. Maybe they'll take pity on me and they don't want to hear me in misery. All right, so my number one is the Jungle Cruise as well. Um, wow. I probably get along with your husband very well. Um 
I love it. I've always, yeah, my retirement gig needs to be as a skipper, even though you don't see retired agent skippers ever. Like there's some typecasting going on in my opinion, but, uh, yeah, like, like the two trips ago, I think my wife leaned over and said, do you want to just take the microphone? Cause like we had a really bad skipper. Yeah. Oh, it was painful. So yeah. Jungle Cruise. It's hilarious. If you can't ride the Jungle Cruise and smile and giggle a little, then you're broken. Fact. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fact. Agreed. Totally. So, there you go. There's uh, my number one. So now it's time for our least favorite real quick here in the Magic Kingdom. All right. Well, I know what Joe's is going to be, so I'm not going to steal it, but I'll pick an alternative. Um, Magic Carpets of Aladdin. You know, it's just, it's a Dumbo copy. It's always kind of crowded and hot in that section of the park. The line is always longer than it needs to be for like the quality of the attraction. So that is one that often gets skipped in my family. Wait, I really want to know what Leslie thinks mine is going to be. I think it's Barnstormer, Joe. Yeah. It was, <laughs> uh, well, okay. So no, it was Barnstormer until like 10 seconds ago. I was like, you know what though? Like if, that is the gateway drug that's going to get my kids to like thrills. Like I'm willing to do Barnstormer, but uh, I don't have time to think of another one. So we'll go with Barnstormer. It's just the line's too long. The ride, I timed it. I think it's like literally 31 seconds long or something like that. Um, about the amount of time it takes for an airplane to take off. Uh, and so it's just a huge waste of time on both ends. Except it does get your kids to like roller coasters. That was the gateway drug for uh, two of mine so far. And since they rode that, that's what got them on the mine train, which got them on the big thunder. So I don't know. I think it's a, you got to do it. See, we, we yeah. didn't do it. We didn't do it with my six-year-old. We got him first on like Star Tours and Soren um, as the gateway drugs to, I guess we're not on the, the coasters yet, but, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think it would have terrified him. It's kind of jerky and yeah, no. My youngest did scream the entire time when she was two and a half. I can't handle this on the Barnstormer the entire time, top of her lungs. And the older two remind her of that every time on the Barnstormer. And she just gets mad and kicks somebody usually. So the love is felt. Yes, that's just good uh, sibling work right there. Yep, it totally is. All right, Derek? I'm going with Tom Sawyer Island because I can't even remember the last time I was on there. Or even take, I don't even know if my kids, as many times as they've been to both Disney World and land, they've never been on Tom Sawyer Island. So, yeah, uh, it's a lot of real estate. They could do something with it, too. I I don't know. I just, maybe I'll get there next time. The raft feels like too much of a commitment. Yeah. Getting on the raft feels like a commitment that you don't want to make. I get it. So... We used to agree wholeheartedly Stitch needed to go, and we, we banged that drum together, Derek. And we're also on the same page of Tom Sawyer Island. I actually did the raft because the couple, when we went for the opening of Galaxy's Edge back in September, um, Michelle, Alex, and I, we did every attraction in the Magic Kingdom. We rode the raft over, walked around for about five seconds, rode the raft back, and we're like, that is awful. You stand up, you're packed together, it's hot in the sun, there's an alligator right there, all kinds of fun things. So it, it, something else could be done. I don't really care what it is. It could just close. It's one of those that they could just close it, and I'd be like, oh, good. There you go. Tom Sawyer's Island. It's, it's dead to us, Derek. It is. All right. We agree on something. Yay. 
Yeah. All right. Well, that is all of our top attractions and, of course, one caveat of bad attractions. So now it's time for the lightning the round. lightning round! Where we keep score, we judge, and uh, tell you how you're wrong. No, we're joking, <laughs> mostly. So uh, this is where you're supposed to just answer uh, quickly what comes to mind, your favorite Disney, Pixar, whatever under the Disney umbrella you need to do to justify your answer. Are you guys ready? Yes. <laughs> Yep. As hard right. as will ever be. All right. Favorite movie? Alice in Wonderland. Nice. Oh, wow. Lion King. It's the original. Two course. very Thank different you for, answers. You know, being specific. Yeah. Th- that gives you an extra point, Joe, for being specific. Um, Boom. Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite Disney character? Goofy. Uh, I really like sadness. You said Disney or Pixar, um, mm-hmm. and sadness Absolutely. just uh, cracks me up. Yeah, sad. That's a that is a first, Derek. Yeah, you have not heard sadness before. What can I say? I'm a very blue guy, so I guess you know, mm-hmm. I just really relate to her. Okay, all right. Favorite Disney villain? I'm gonna go with Gaston. My daughter played him in a play recently, and that was amazing. He's just misunderstood. <laughs> she was a great Gaston. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'll go with uh, Corella Deville. She just uh, gives me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, I don't like her, but she is like to me the greatest Disney villain because she scares me. Gotcha. You know who would do that? Who would do yeah, that? Dog, come on! Right? Terrible. Uh, favorite Disney song. This is super obscure and kind of controversial, but I really love for for the first time in forever in Frozen. Um, happen to know the songwriter, so it uh, connects with me because I see him in that song. All right. Can I take a little aside here? These yeah. Frozen 2 songs are not going to be as iconic as Frozen 1. <laughs> I agree. I said that Wait. after I saw the movie. Because Frozen 1, because I, I, I know they didn't have a chance. It's not a fair comparison. But like to me, like I like For the First Time in Forever more than Let It Go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so does so does my son, actually. Um, and maybe even my daughter. Like, you know, a lot of songs they're competing for kind of best song but you know whereas frozen 2 you know nothing's gonna kind of stand out anyway sorry uh my favorite is a circle of life can't 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 beat it and can't beat the ending that end drum tag with the title credits uh it's my it's like one of my favorite things ever all right all right favorite disney park Ooh, epcot Yeah, uh, I gotta say Epcot too. But if we're going outside the U.S., Tokyo Disney Sea is amazing. Just rubbing in the fact that you've been there, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'd say it whenever I could too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I have not. All right, favorite classic attraction, you define classic. I'd say Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I know it's not a Disney World anymore, but it still lives on. So, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, and I just go with uh, Dumbo. Um, just you know, it's a it's a classic attraction in the sense that like every single carnival in the world has a Dumbo like attraction. But to me, this is when Disney kind of proved that you know it could make something better out of a theme park. So you know, kind of for the nostalgia and also for its kind of historic significance, Dumbo is it for me. I like it. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Favorite mm-hmm. modern attraction. All right, well, I hinted at this already, but Soren for its awesome ride system and for saving Disney California Adventure. 
Yeah, and I'll go with Flight of Passage, which is kind of uh, the next evolution of Sword. Absolutely. Absolutely. We get that one a lot. Yep, right. 90% of the time. Yeah. Favorite Disney resort? Polynesian. That is the place I've stayed the most resort of my many childhood trips. Um, I love all things South Pacific, so... Yeah, and for me, I got close to giving it to Coronado because I really do like the new Grand Destino Tower, but uh, it's Animal Kingdom Lodge for me because when I think Disney Resort, I think, uh, you know, if I want to pay for a resort, I want to actually spend time there, and Animal Kingdom Lodge is the resort where I'd like to spend the most time. Yeah, there is something neat about going out on your balcony and seeing a giraffe, although we had a really loud That's duck where they go after work, house. you know? That's where they go yeah, they clock out and right. then they go there. Yeah, clock out. They go over to the resort, hang out, get some pool time in. That makes sense. It's all it's all making sense now. All right, favorite counter service restaurant. Satuli Canteen these days. Good I like choice. the unique, yeah, unique mm-hmm. menu, um, mobile ordering, all that good stuff. Uh, mine is Columbia Harbor House. Uh, you know, it's uh, quote unquote yeah. healthier. And, you know, my wife doesn't get as annoyed when we go there and uh, everyone's kind of happy when they eat there. And it's not as crowded as all the rest. Mm-hmm. We love those are my places. one and two. There you go. Yep. Good job, guys. Absolutely. Um, favorite table service restaurant. Skipper Canteen. No question. Just extending the Jungle Cruise to the dining experience and finally got Joe there on our last trip. A ton of fun. She's obsessed, guys. I Maybe am. <laughs> So mine is a Crystal Palace. Um, You know, I think it's some of the best food for a buffet at Disney and uh, the character interaction is great as well. Um, So, you know, we usually go try to go in more off time. So the characters have more time to spend with our kids. So, you know, really like it there. Okay, that's the one character meal I've never done. What Really? I've never done it. My my wife has done it. My kids like just despise the Winnie the Pooh characters. They just zero interest. So we're not gonna pay to go eat with characters they don't want their pictures with. Joe, did you have the sangria while you were there? No, I did not. Is oh, it, uh, it was amazing. Do I need to? You do next okay. time. It's. A, I mean, you're allowed to drink during you know breakfast brunch time at Disney. So check it out. Yeah, it's good. Sounds good. All right. The most important question: favorite Disney snack. I mean, I'm going old school, Dole Whip, every All time. All right, that's the right <laughs> answer, correct. All right, so uh, to not go Dole Whip, I'll go something a little bit more obscure, but um, they have, you know, the goofy candy that you can use mm-hmm. a snack credit on, and they have the, um, you know, essentially Sour Patch Kids, but they're not as sour. They're, I think they're Mickey Mouse head-shaped. Uh, really good, goofy gummy candy uh, quality right. stuff. That is obscure. And you know you never have to not go with Dole Whip. That's unacceptable. <laughs> I guess. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to be clever, you know. All right. Favorite Disney drink. Does Dole Whip with rum count? Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Let's just take it up a notch. Because you know, sometimes right. you sometimes you need that after like being at Disney for many days in a row with your young children. Yeah, and for me, uh, I'll go with Dole Whip with rum as well, because um, you know, I don't need anything fancy. Uh, alcohol-wise or even beverage-wise, because if it wasn't that, it'd be like Diet Coke, uh, but I can get that anywhere. Look at that, Derek. No Mickey pretzels. Just No, FYI. I know. I'm, I'm the salt <laughs> guy of the group. <laughs> but I'll definitely have went. a Dole Whip with rum, that's for sure. All right. Our um, choice. All right. Uh, Disney bucket list item. 
Oh, this is easy for me. I really want to go scuba diving in the seas, uh, the dive quest experience. I'm scuba certified. Just think that would be a neat behind the scenes experience. I mean, I don't know why I haven't done it yet. Just usually because I don't have like childcare. It's like someone to watch my children <laughs> while I do it because it's not that expensive in the grand scheme of things. Right. You know, it's not that bad. That's a new one for our show, by yeah. the way. That's it's a good that's, one. Oh. Sure that's good. It's yeah. Good. One. Good. I'm glad I put something original out there. Yeah. That's a, uh, I think it'd be cool. You know, my kids love waving to those uh, scuba divers. So uh, mine would be, you know, I think, Leslie said at the very beginning that we met each other via kind of miles and points and travel hacking. And because of miles and points, I probably have the means to do this and the limiting reagent is the time, but I would love to do all of the Disney parks within whatever, you know, two weeks or less. Like I'm sure I could do them all in my lifetime, but as a bucket list item, I would like to do them just all in a row and see how burned out and terrible I feel uh, at the end but hit every single one along the way, you know, fly around the world, hitting Disney parks as I go. The Disney magic will keep you going strong. And the Dole <laughs> we'll Whips. See. We'll need a lot of pixie dust. Do they have Dole Whips, you know, in Asia, though? That's the real question. I got to go back and find out. I can't remember um, what we were told the other. Yeah, I don't know. that the, the snack situation in Paris is sketchy. I'm going to be honest. It's Oh, the food in Paris. That's not uh, good. No bueno, not, which not, I know it's not French. Uh, <laughs> but it's that bad that you shouldn't even use French to describe it because it's really a disgrace knowing that you're in France. Yeah, we were getting food from the train station by the end of our time at Disneyland Paris. That's how we rated the food. Wow. The pre-made sandwiches at the Relay and the train station better than the counter service restaurants in Disneyland Paris. Okay, there's a bummer of a way to end a show, and that was the lightning the round. The lightning round. Well, thank you guys so much for being on our show. Take a minute right now and tell everyone where they can find you. You can find the two of us together at DisneyDeciphered.com and anywhere fine podcasts are sold. And you can find me individually on TripsWithTikes.com and everywhere by that same name on social media. Yeah, you can find me at AsAJoeFlies.com and also uh, on by that name uh, all over social media as well. All right, and I'll put all that in the show notes. Again, guys, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun discussing our top three and just kind of how everyone has different opinions. Uh, really good stuff, guys. Thank you so much for having us. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, we really appreciate you having us. I mean, it's always fun to talk Disney attractions. I'm sure. And stay tuned because we'll be recording a quick after show for our Patreon. So if you want to be a part of that and hear that one, you'll have to be a part of our Patreon group. That'll be in the show notes as well. But also, we want to know what attractions we missed. What are some of your top threes? What are your worst ones? Uh, we want to hear from you guys. So we'll put on social media all those questions. So be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Rope Drop Radio, and let us know what you like and dislike. Maybe we're right, Doug. Maybe we're wrong. I'm usually wrong. Yeah, we're probably wrong on something. Someone's yelling at us. I was just thinking no one said Pirates of the Caribbean. It, there's a lot that were... Yeah, there's a lot. They're driving down the road on their commute, screaming at cars, screaming at us. What's the difference? Yep, exactly. Well, thank you so much for listening and staying safe while driving. And if you'd like to book a wonderful Disney vacation, maybe in June when we go, you need to contact Michelle McKnight. She's the rope drop queen, and she can handle all of your reservations and travel planning and probably get you a nicer room than what we're going to get, Doug. You know, right now she has us at the Poly. So as yeah. long as we're nice to her, 
we won't end up at a campsite. As long as you do your honeydew list items, Doug, it's all yeah. on you. It is. really is. All right. Well, thank you again, guys, for being on the show. Thank you guys for listening. That is all the time that we have. So for Leslie and Joe and Doug, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.